my niggas. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's All right. Wow. No, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, like Eminem legitimately in a rap battle. Not even a rap battle, a rap beef. Told this man, leave. <laughs> he just did it, bro. He was like, I don't know. Say less. You got it, bro. You got it. Didn't Homeboy talk about Haley, bro? I think that's what really set Eminem off. He made Eminem yeah. actually start yeah, rapping for once. The whole beef was him talking about Haley, but like Eminem was like half addressing it or some shit. You know what I mean? And then they started yeah. rapping against each other after a while. He did. He half addressed it because like apparently it was some private shit that he said. He and didn't want to. He, he said he didn't want to give MGK any clout. Yeah, yeah. He said something to Eminem directly. And Eminem was like, nah, we're not doing that. But then the nigga started egging it on. He was like, bro, I'll retire your old ass. It basically it's the it's the hip hop equivalent to uh Alex Hernandez and Cowboy Cerrone. In <laughs> this situation, yeah. Eminem was Cowboy Cerrone. You never call Cowboy old. I don't know what it is about calling Cowboy Cerrone old, but he goes fucking super saiyan if you say yeah, you're gonna retire him or you're old. Um y'all y'all watch BKFC with us, right? Y'all were in there, right? That shit was so great, bro. Like BKFC is getting really fucking good. That whole card was lit. Facts. It was um it was way um well I wouldn't even say entertaining because we all kind of know BKFC finna be entertaining, but it was yeah, for lack of better words, it was more entertaining than I expected it to be. Especially with the Mike Perry Jr. Lane shit. I thought somebody was gonna go to sleep, but they went to war for five rounds. That fight was crazy. Also, Julian Lane won that fight. I'm sorry. He won that fight, bro. I just don't know how to get it to my pair. I had that shit 3 2. I actually had it tied going into the uh, fifth, and I think Mike pulled it off at the last second. You think Mike won the fifth? I just I can't give him that either. I thought Julian Lane won the fifth. He had a rush at like the last 30 seconds, bro. There was still a whole round before that. Now, everybody's saying that Mike Perry got the 10-8 in the first round by boxing standards, right? A knockdown's a 10-8. Okay, sure. but That's true. But the man lost the subsequent last three rounds, so I can't really I can't give him that shit, bro. But, hey, uh, it's BKFC. Who cares? <laughs> Julian Lane is on, like, a six-fight losing streak anyway. Who cares? Like It's, it's, Mike also, Perry. Hard to, it's also hard to read because of the fact that BKFC has the two-minute round, so it's, it goes so much quicker. I think that's why it would be easier to judge it. I think it's I think it's harder to judge it that way, personally. I just like the production of the event, man. Like they had those cameras that were like looping the fucking ring. That shit was dope. Yeah, oh, yeah, those were fantastic. I loved those. Yeah, those cameras were really, really good. I hope the the UFC takes fucking note and steals some shit. Yeah, right. That, that fight was, that TV was thriller money, bro. They got that. Yeah. They got that money, bro. They uh they doing big things over there, man. I I like I'm really looking forward to uh Triad Combat coming back because, like I said, that's the best boxing show I've ever seen, bro. I couldn't believe. I feel like a fucking trailer park redneck saying all of this shit. But I'm glad was, to see that they're putting more money into their fucking production, bro. I can see like doing your first couple fights, you gotta uh or your first couple events, you gotta pay your fighters, you gotta pay the promoter, shit like that. But it seems like they're dumping a lot of money into the production because these shits look nice and clean. And they got the fucking cool ass camera angles. Everybody got their walkouts. Like, this shit's building up, bro. One I think thing, they're doing that for that an investment. One thing that, that goes underneath the radar 
um is uh i would say is um the fucking is the timing so the timing of the event was very good and that's something that a lot of events tend to like fall short on like per you mean example, like the pacing the UFC, yeah yeah like like yeah like the pacing of the, of the actual event itself was was good because yeah. um it wasn't staggered like ufc that shit yeah oh yeah, yeah. Like, the ufc would have a fucking bout that no matter what it could go fucking it could finish in the first round or it can go all 15 but for some reason they're gonna have a 10 minute break in between fights yeah nah, not not a bkfc the motherfucker started showing the promo to the next fight right after the the next one finish they still scraping bodies off the mat when homie making his entrance, bro. It was crazy. Yeah, they kind of like Russia in that sense. But when it comes to the uh, production being so much better than it used to be, I think that's because they're that's like an investment on their part when it comes to their catalog. Eventually, somebody's yeah. going to buy them, and they're going to look at their catalog. And if they see like high-quality production in that shit, and they can like replay that on a streaming app in the future or some shit, they're going to buy that catalog for a lot of money. So putting all your money into your production is a really good idea. That makes sense. Okay, somebody's gonna buy them from Trilla? No, somebody can buy their catalog. They don't have no, to okay. buy like they don't have to buy Triller or they don't have to buy um Triad Combat or or BKFC, but they can buy the library. Like NBC bought uh yeah. WWE's library. Like WWE yeah. had the network I mean, like, and then they sold the whole fucking WWE catalog, which included like multiple companies. Uh, and they sold it to NBC, so they own that catalog now. It's kind of like how um, how ESPN sold the rights to their um, thing to. Uh, I'm sorry, the, how the UFC sold the, their rights to their shit to ESPN, yet they still have the fight pass. So yeah. it's kind of like they 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 own the current catalog of like anything that builds, but anything that's previous and and everything that's still on ESPN is is still owned by the UFC. It's just streamed by ESPN. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that catalog shit is wild. I learned about that when WWE started like selling pieces of their shit to different companies, or companies were selling their catalogs to WWE. There's like all kinds of indie companies that did that, and then they got put on the WWE network, which was wild as shit at the time. Let's talk about some fucking forbidden door shit, bro. That's crazy. But fuck it. Speaking of the forbidden door, though, Cody Rhodes is apparently about to debut any day now in WWE, which is interesting to me uh edge and the miz in two separate segments have teased uh cody rhodes coming into the company so and he's still That's... under management with AEW, right or not under management no nah, he was the evp and he uh he he resigned yeah so essentially he's um he i, I believe that he does hold some form of uh he does have some form of role in AEW. i i not anymore no nope. He relinqu he relinquished all of that. I thought Everything? he did too. Yes, I thought he was still okay. the EVP. He is so, not. That went straight to the Young Bucks. So if that's the case, then um, one of two things is gonna happen. Either he's definitely going to WWE because there's no other company that's worth him going to right now. Um, besides maybe New Japan, and I don't even see the thing in that because New Japan and AEW already do have ties. Um. Either that or he'll retire. Like, I don't well, his Instagram said he retired. He made an Instagram post saying retired life, and it was like his baby playing with his dog. And everybody's like, hmm, this is interesting. Like, why would he say so, that? Yeah. 
but it's it's possible. Yeah, that's the that's also the reason I said that. But um, and also another reason is that um, Brandon doesn't want to work with the WWE. So maybe it's a thing where it's like he he wants to do like a package thing. Brandy doesn't want to go there. So uh, Brandy can't go there. <laughs> Brandy got blackballed from WWE because of her fucking attitude years ago. Her and her well, sister they, got blackballed from WWE. Well, there you go. So that might be another reason as to because of her attitude retirement. Yeah, because of her attitude. She had a shitty attitude, and she uh, they said that she was hard to deal with. And they fired her and her sister because her sister was acting the same fucking way. And they were just known as like two troublemakers. What was her sister's name? What's her sister's name? I don't remember, bro. She was an FCW. I don't remember. Um, She was the ring announcer for FCW. I'm trying to, uh, I was looking for this chick's name, but I just to file a comparison, but I can't really think of her name. Another chick got blackballed? Yeah. Uh, Paige. I can't think of it. Did they blackball her, or is she no, still? No, she still works for the company. So you can let the belt get nut on, but you can't have an attitude. Jesus yeah. Christ! How did this go back to the belt nutting, Yugi? What the fuck, bro? Jesus, no, that's not the point, Yugi. <sighs> Yugi with the belt nutting, bro. Don't like when people get blackballed for no reason, bro. For attitude, they probably had a fucking actual point. You'd never know. They can be saying that it's attitude. You know what I mean? But no, you're right. But at the same time, everybody in AEW fucking hates her too. So there's like a court. Like that. You mean to tell me two different companies? No, no, no. no you're right. Hate you? Yeah. So like, no. I think she, it's not that. It's not even that she can't necessarily work for WWE. She was blackballed at one point. But if Cody really wanted to get her in there, he could. I think that she. That she knows that it's not a good idea because the shit's gonna go the same fucking way, and WWE probably feels that way too. So I feel like both parties are reluctant, but it could happen, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like all the all the all the reports say, it's just not gonna happen. Uh, but she was saying that she's retired from pro wrestling. Like they still have their um, their reality show, which is interesting because now uh, TNT is like, fuck, what do we do with this reality? Like, would they have like two full seasons of footage? that they don't even know if they could uh, screen anymore because Cody is signing with WWE. So he put a lot of different people in a shitty situation, and this whole thing is weird. Now, when Eric talked about Cody potentially going to, like, NJPW and how, like, that kind of makes sense but doesn't, it's funny you should say that because Tony Khan is teasing, like, a massive announcement, and the massive announcement, the rumor is that there's going to be a super show, AEW, New Japan, and Impact are going to have a massive like WrestleMania size show where they're going to have all three rosters face off against each other. Uh, that's that'll the be rumor. Wild, just because yeah. of the fact that that'll be the first time since the since the what you would call the split of possibly the biggest wrestling group since the NWO. All the three main branches will be meeting again. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy as shit, bro. Like, WWE has nothing to do with that, too. That's what's really big. There's all and these you know companies that are thriving, and they're you about know, to match you know, up. also the craziest shit is that if that does happen, which is very possible now that I'm thinking about it, because what happened the other day is I saw a video of Tamatanga who was name-dropping like failed Bullet Club leaders. Like, he was name-dropping them on Impact after the show was off the air. Like, he was, like, doing some hardcore name drops. He dropped Gallows and Anderson. He dropped a couple other people. He dropped um, OC. He dropped a lot of fucking different shit, bro. Well, Gallows and Anderson are in the... They're in a feud right now in Impact. But 
he's been like the Bullet Club niggas have been name dropping each other since AEW has become a thing. Because when AEW started, there was like a New Japan thing. Uh, they had a deal with Impact for a while. Like Christian had the Impact Championship. Oh, Kenny Omega, sorry, was the Impact and fucking AEW champion at the same time. So, like, they've mm. already had these deals. So, like, that doesn't really say much. But there is... It doesn't say much, but at the same time, it makes sense. Because, like, the 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 three-way deal that they have going... Yeah. It should have been a thing, really, because they've all three been working together the whole time. So, like, yeah, like, make mm. the fucking... Make the show happen. So, we'll see if that shit happens. That, that would be... That would sell out. You don't got a two for one. Them tickets, WrestleMania. <laughs> That's gonna know. sell out. Yeah, they they about to charge full price for that. They could pack a fucking stadium with that, bro. In Japan, oh my god, in Japan, that that would be huge. That would be yeah. mad fucking huge. Speaking um, of, one more thing I want to add on to the Forbidden Door and the Japan step over. Um, Jay White actually just recently made his debut, his AEW in ring debut. Um, on Rampage, and it was um, it was pretty damn good. He made it against Trent Beretta. They had a fucking war of a match. Uh, there was some really really good spots, including a um, belly to back suplex from Jay White to Trent over the ropes. Him landing on the side of the apron really fucking hard, and um, as well as a um, a conversion from uh, I forgot the name of Trent Beretta's like fucking final finisher where he almost has you in like an Alabama slam position and he sits down with it. It's called um, crunchy. But he had, yeah, he was gonna he was gonna land one of the crunches on him. And um Jay White um made he did a reversal into a switchblade um to to finish the match, which was really cool. Um I thought it was good and then he ended up um as Orange Cassidy was checking on Tremberetta uh, Jay White was celebrating and he walked up to Orange Cassidy as he, as he was bent over Tremberetta and he hip checked him in the face and then left the ring. So maybe it's going to start a little beef with them. I think um, Jay White and uh, the best friends are going to do some really interesting things in the upcoming weeks. I find it weird that they debuted Jay White on Rampage. I find it weird that they debuted Jay White in a feud with Tremberetta and the best friends. I'm not a booker. I don't know. It might have a cool payoff or whatever. Like, it worked with the Adam Cole shit. Um, they might be trying to make the best friends, like, gatekeepers. I, I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's weird booking to me. But um, I wouldn't book Jay White that way. I don't Maybe it's going to work out. Like I said, it, it, it's, it's – I trust in Tony Khan's booking. But that all of that is weird to me, man. Um, I mean, his uh, justification for, for starting a feud with the best friends was that uh, – was that he was doing a favor to Adam Cole to euthanize quote unquote Tremperetta. So that's his whole thing with that. Um we'll see. Like I said, it's I thought the match was really, really fucking good. But I would say that um that there's a lot a lot of building to do with with Jay White and the US crowd because he is over in AEW, but you can tell that there's still some some murmurs like, okay, this guy's obviously big, but like, who the fuck is he? Like, so I think he needs to build his U.S. reputation a bit, because obviously he's fucking massive in Japan as a foreigner, being you know the only Grand Slam champion and being a foreigner at that to do it, as well as being the current leader of that section of the Bullet Club. The so, only Grand Slam champion? What do you mean? 
he's the yeah for an NGPW. What belts? <laughs> what belts did that entail? Because Shinsuke Nakamura uh, won all the belts too. He had a uh, open weight, um, uh, in the Intercontinental U.S. and the the main heavyweight belt. For he won all of those. Damn. Yep. I didn't realize he did all of that. That's that's yeah cool. Yeah, he came up in the dojo. Um, he basically got the what they were gonna give Prince Devitt, but Prince Devitt left, and now he's Finn Balor in WWE. So good for him, he became like their white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he literally became like yeah, basically. But um, so that's why it's crazy how we were having this conversation when me and you both realized. Um, I think this might have been off air. But me and you both realized that he was one of the leaders of the Bullet Club now. That it was kind mm-hmm. of shocking how how quick he he rose to that prominence. And it's not to say like he's literally like watching his debut match. I was listening to the commentary, and he's been wrestling only for nine years. So I'm not gonna say only. Re- <laughs> Why no, only? No, like, <laughs> no, no. Because the thing is, is that like nine years is a long fucking time. It's a lot of experience. Don't get me wrong. But for people to, to have the amount of success and to be in the position that he's in, they put decades into the fucking company. Like, so, like... The, it, to be fair, I, I get I get what you're saying. I'm sorry to cut you off. I get what you're saying. But I think that that only applies to New Japan. And that's because he came up in the ranks, right? So, like, he's like a Roman Reigns kind of thing. Homegrown from the fucking bone. And now he's, like, the top... He was the top guy or whatever. Yeah, but but he, he provides something that... And I understand exactly what you're saying. It's the same kind of archetype. But there's a there's an asterisk there because of the because of the way that New Japan works with the rest of the wrestling world. Like um, Roman Reigns was built up from the company. He he became he like he cut his teeth in it. He, he went from green to veteran in it. Um, but it's a corporate way of doing it. Like the way New Japan did it with Jay White, it's more wrestler friendly in terms of, like, the entire scene of wrestling. I don't see, like, Roman Reigns going on the indie scene and being the same massive star. Like, eventually, yes, like, after a uh, time, but he's not going to hit the scene and, and with, like, fucking sprinting. I don't see that happening. I mean, Jay I White see- didn't really hit the scene until the last couple of years. Like, he when, when I say it's so similar to Roman Reigns, I mean that. He did not leave the company. He was in New Japan in Japan exclusively he was he went from uh, a young boy at ringside cooling dudes down and putting ice on their neck and then he started wrestling matches on the fucking pre-shows and then he started wrestling for titles and the whole i watched his whole train like jay i watched jay white from literally a ring boy when he was debit's ring boy and then he became a fucking wrestler i saw the same thing with okada but like i think that the, the way you're explaining his growth isn't like necessarily as organic as you're saying it. I feel like he definitely like he is a New Japan guy and you might you're, you might be on the nose when you say that he needs to like establish himself with a U.S. crowd. I think he needs to establish himself with the world period, because if you didn't watch New Japan, you didn't know who the fuck Jay White was. No, he wasn't doing anything. You, else. Yeah, I, I don't mean organic. That's not that's because that's yeah, you definitely. That's not exactly what I was trying to get across. I mean, the way he was brought up, although it is like one-man company, man-made, 
the way he's built, like in, in his character is built, and the way his wrestling is built, and and the way he delivers promos, he can go outside of New Japan, and still eventually find success it, it, with the with the way he is. That's what I'm saying. Like he's more built to be able to be free into the indies than Roman Reigns is. Mm. Okay, understood. I wonder if he's going to be at the uh, the AEW Revolution pay per view. I wonder if they're oh, going to have anything sure. for that. Oh. He might be like on a pre show or some shit since he's doing like the best friends thing. But it's weird they only got three matches booked and like the pay per view is in a week and a half. So what the yeah. fuck? I think That's a lot, lot of stuff is gonna um, a lot of stuff is gonna start taking place because they announced some pretty good matches. Like um, Andrade is gonna be wrestling Sammy Guevara next Rampage for the belt. Um, Jade Cargill's wrestling the bunny um from Matt Hardy's thing this Wednesday for the belt. Um Matt Hardy's been teasing a lot of um Jeff Hardy comebacks like during the Jade Cargill thing when he was setting up the match for the bunny. He said uh things are gonna get extreme and he did the sign in uh Jade Cargill's manager's face and he was like getting crazy and shit. So Jeff Hardy, the Hardy boys are definitely I, I'm calling it now, they're making a they're making a day, a comeback March 6th revolution. That would be pretty dope. I would I would lose it. I know Yugi would like care if care if Jeff Hardy showed up. Yugi, you are you are old school fan, bro. Bro, I like all of the old heads, dog. Exactly. All of them. Fucking yeah. But not Jeff Hardy. You don't <laughs> like Jeff Hardy? What? I'm not what? like a big Jeff Hardy fan angle. I, I liked Matt, yo. I don't even know why. This nigga yeah. here like the You were a weirdo, bro. I had a friend What's growing up. I had a friend growing up who swore by Matt Hardy, bro. And I just never understood it, bro. He was like, no, Matt's way cooler. Look at all the stuff. I'm like, bro, he's a bow-legged nigga that does leg drops, bro. He's not that great. He's okay. His girl got his his girl got cucked in front of him, bro. Like, he's not that great, my nigga. Relax, bro. Jeff ain't let that happen, all right? It's a big difference between the two. Like, Jeff Hardy was getting put over by The Undertaker. While Matt Hardy's girl was getting dogged on live TV. You can't compete. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the V1, like I said, the V1 shit, the V1 shit is like peak Matt Hardy. And that was like 20 that, years ago. That was ago, what bro. I got to see, though. Remember, I, I, I stopped watching wrestling for a good long while. And I fucking came across him. And like, it was him and some brother, dude. It, it, it was kind of dope. It was cool to watch, bro. Oh, okay. Him and, brother, um, him and Shannon Moore, yeah. Shannon Moore was like oh, his little yo, lackey. Him and Shannon, yeah, Shannon Moore yeah, when was he was doing the V1 shit. That's fucked up, though, because your idea of Jeff around that time was that he was just a drug addict that kept getting fucking fired around that time. Damn. <laughs> I mean, low-key, is like... <laughs> Jeff had problems. When Matt was at the very top of his form in pro wrestling, that man Jeff was going through it, bro. He got fired like three times in the same year. He just kept failing drug tests, bro. Have they have they set up some type of uh, assistance for fucking wrestlers going through addictions and shit? In WWE, yes, they have. They have. They, they have. I, I, I they did that. Was, I wish it was all across the board, though. They did. Yeah, they should have like a unified thing for pro wrestlers. But WWE has it for uh, anybody that's ever worked for them. Um, they put you through. I think they said like a year of rehab uh, if you work for them previously. So they did that I after the Ben wash it. I they do know to. that that's like a prevalent issue with them as motherfuckers having uh like 
addiction problem, especially to pills and shit like that. Any type of drugs that numb pain. It's so unfortunate because of, you know, just the nature of, of, of the work. Um, it's, it's very easy to get injured. It's very often that people get injured and, you know, in, in America, the first thing that we happen to go to when people have injuries is, is them good old opioids. And, um, we all know the stories behind them. We all probably have some sort of connection to stories behind them. Um, and you know, it's an unfortunate thing where most wrestlers end up getting hooked some form like. You know, listening to geez, what the fuck? Uh, listening to uh, some of these stories about Eddie, you know, the man they were talking about, he was in so much pain that he couldn't fucking move his body before a match, and he'd go in the bathroom and take a couple things, and he'd come out and fucking put on a five star. But the after the match was over, he could fucking barely move because his his bones were hurting, his muscles were hurting, so it's like. Dude, like I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't know what the solution is, but um, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's slowly becoming a thing where, where they're, they're looking at it more seriously. But yes, the solution it, it is an off be... season. That's yeah. what Roman Reigns has been calling for for years. Roman Reigns has been begging Vince for an off season, and he's the one guy that can make it happen. Honestly, so I hope that, I hope that WWE can get an off season, and change what pro wrestling is like. That, that reminds me like. That's the reason, like, 90% of other contact sports like that have fucking off-seasons for rest and recovery, bro. Literally. That's what it's for. Yeah, so, like... Imagine. Imagine. I think that would be so good. Like, having a lack of, like... It's not gonna hurt the company as much as they think it would. Because when they come back, that shit's gonna be fucking wild. Like... Mm -hmm. And they can do so much things during the off-season. Do your mock draft. Have an off-season... Where the draft, where you got to draft every fucking year, that would be an awesome way to mix it up. You know, yeah, they do a draft like every three years now. That shit's kind of whack. Have people do their own promos, like set themselves up. That shit like that, get get them like, oh man, there's so much. You get to build new factions, like, and then when the next year comes across and the factions get broken up, you get to see them go against each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's a ton of opportunity there. You could use the off season simply for fucking promo and still make a huge profit. That's exactly that's yeah. exactly what I mean. Like, but bro, WWE is profit first. It would be a huge profit, yeah. but not as big of a profit. So Vince's Vince's whole idea is profit. I'm losing money if I do that. That's his whole. I think, idea. Yeah, I think I, the, the I, fact I, is that uh, no, no, I, I'll tell you why you. It's because it's Vince. Vince is all Vince is all for the short term money grab. Like Vince is all about the here now. Let's make it happen. Squeeze Vince that don't shit. Think, Vince Vince don't think about the long term. That's why I, I, like literally the craziest shit is is that when when I mean this is like Daniel Bryan's buildup was not Vince. None of that had anything to do with Vince's booking. Like it was literally just them trying to squash him in every way possible. And the fans not letting it happen. That was the long-term burn. It had nothing to do with the way he they was putting him because every every fucking opportunity handicap match, fucking getting fucked over by a special guest ref. Everything was trying to make him look weak, trying to squash him. And until it got to a point where they had no choice but to put him over. And that had nothing to do with Vince. That had all to do with the with the with the fucking power of the fans. But for that same reason, he would go out and have 
Daniel Bryan gets squashed by Sheamus in, in eight seconds to a broke kick, or he have Goldberg come in and squash Kevin Owens in, in six, 15 seconds after he was fucking uh, Universal Champ for a hundred something, two hundred something days. Like, it's just all about the short money cash grab for Vince. It makes sense to me when you say short term cash grab because it like here's a question when because y'all know like the ins and outs and I don't when a, a performer I was gonna say fighter holy shit is signed to the WWE like and then they venture off while they're still signed to WWE and let's say like make a movie just for a small example mm. do does WWE get a small cut of those profits it depends it depends on yeah. what kind of deal you sign. So mm-hmm. John Cena signed a deal where Vince gets like 5% of all of his movie revenue. So okay. that's so for let's, life. Let's use, we're just going to use Cena for example. Yeah, that's kind of bad if you said it's for life, but whatever. Let's just roll with it. Business-wise, if you had an off-season, you let everybody rest and recover, focus on promo, you let everybody put out their movies, their merchandise, their what-the-fuck-ever. It's just an off-season. A WWE off-season would be dope. You get to focus on merch. Maybe go to events, mm. meetups, fucking... That is a ton of money. And I know that y'all are saying that it doesn't equate to what they're making in, like, the, the actual year. But you got to imagine, like, and this is what I'm good at business-wise, bro. You got to imagine the, the bad days that they have, especially when y'all say AEW's coming to town fucking everything up. Fucking the amount of bad days that they would have would, would like, be probably more than the off-season that they would have. So just have a fucking off-season and focus on promo. You know what I mean? You will make a ton of money, bro. I agree. But Vince yeah, would never we're do all that. In agreement. It's just, <laughs> Let Vince it's just die, Vince, and it may yeah. be, but you know, that's really what it is. And it's like I never wish death upon anybody. Jesus. But until 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 that man is retired or is too until he don't to breathe no more, call the shots. Yeah, he's because even at the end of the day, bro. Even if he steps away from the thing, he's still gonna be the fucking the, the hand in the shadow, regardless yeah. of if he's not in gorilla position or not. He's going to be that hand in the shadow who's going to say, all right, this guy's over. This guy's not. That's yeah, he got to go, be. bro. Vince, it, it, like, bro, Triple H had NXT on the fucking sun, bro. It was on fire. And then Vince took back control and they fucking died. At one point, it was on fire. I, I agreed with Vince when he decided to step in and go, this shit ass. NXT right before they did the NXT 2.0 shit, it was ass, bro. It just wasn't good anymore. That like the idea but Triple it, but, H had worked for a little though. while. But look at this though. How how much work can you do with a with a, with NXT when all your everybody that makes any kind of success is pulled right into the fucking system? That's not true. That's not true at all. They still had Gargano. They still had Champa. They still had hella dudes that were the heart of NXT, and they Adam Cole. They all agreed, I'm never leaving NXT. I'm staying here. I love this here. We're building something great. But it still fell to the wayside because of what Triple H decided to do. He tried to pull a Vince McMahon in the 80s, modern day. It didn't work out, bro. Vince squeezed the territories to the point where he killed. There was uh, a Northeast Territory, Southeast, Mid-Atlantic, uh, Midwest, Western. It was. It was. Wrestling was cut up into into territories on the U.S. map. Vince McMahon yep. owned the northeastern side. His dad basically owned all of that shit. 
uh, Vince took that over, and then Vince started taking top guys from each territory to where it was hurting them. And then other guys from the territories were like, okay, well, I got to go work up north. I got to go up north. They go over to WWF, which eventually becomes WWF, when WWF is when it unified. That's when he had all the top guys that he, can, he could get in a unified. The only fucking territory he didn't get was WCW. And that's when it eventually became competition. But basically, Vince McMahon sw- killed the territories, which kind of, in a lot of people's eyes, killed pro wrestling. Pro wrestling was supposed to be a territorial thing. You got your top guy in each territory, and that way everybody was making money. But Vince wanted to to unify it to where you only made money through his company, which was smart on a business side, but terrible for pro wrestling. So yep. Triple H tried to basically do the same thing, but modern day. Triple H decided to take all the top indie guys from every company. Didn't matter what country you were in. He took you. He signed you to a great deal. Said, come fight in NXT. And then NXT became so fucking oversaturated that it kind of killed the indies for a little while. So the indies were basically dead, I'd say, by 2017. And that's when the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and Tony Khan came together. And they were like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's work on this company. We Like, if the indies are dead, let's just sign the rest of the top indie guys. And let's have competition for WWE because they're kind of killing pro wrestling. And that's when AEW was born. So when Triple H basically fumbled the fucking bag because he did something that wasn't sustainable, I didn't feel bad for him when Vince took that shit back and was like, all right, bro, this shit is ass. And he made NXT 2.0. I don't watch NXT 2.0, but I hear that it's trash. And I also hear that it's great. I don't don't know what to believe there. But I will say Triple H did fumble it <laughs> like vince was right to take that shit from him nxt was fucking terrible bro you can't just take all the top indie guys and then put them together and then you got some guys that are so fucking talented and they're just jobbing out to to other guys that wwe wanted out of their system it just didn't work out bro it worked out for a few years but it, it wasn't sustainable yeah i think it's it's a weird it's a weird thing with pro wrestling where it's you can't you really the formula isn't to have all the top guys it really isn't you need a mid card you need you need lower competition for the and mm-hmm. it, it sounds crazy but at the end of the day it's like if you have all the top guys then top guys will be forced into the mid and and that's what happened to people like um like ricochet like i've always thought in my mind that ricochet should have been champ of NXT. Like, he should have been the guy at one point or another. Even if it wasn't for a long time, it should have been a time. And one of his best fucking things is against Velveteen Dream, who turned out to be a fucking pedo. But um, what 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 do we get when, when we have all these super talented wrestlers in one company? We get results like the modern-day WWE. We get results like... Um, NXT before uh, Vince took over, we we get shit like that, and I think right now, what Tony Khan needs to do is slow down on the signings. Um, personally, I think it's cool to open for the Forbidden Door and allow people to come in and do their things, and even have AEW fucking records. I don't. That's fine, but he's signing a lot of people. And I think eventually, like, he does have the two forms of dark and he has Rampage, but he's going to need more airtime if he's going to put these people over. And he's going to need more jobbers and mid-carders if he's going to put these people over. 
and that's going to oversaturate the company. I get exactly where you're coming from, and I see a lot of people say the same thing, but let me propose this to you. AEW turns Rampage into a second brand, just like SmackDown started out, just like what Rampage is. Yeah, I see see that happening soon. Yeah, it wasn't a brand until the WCW shit happened, but the roster was so bloated at that point, they had to make another brand. So eventually Rampage is going to be another brand. And not only that, but I don't know if you've been paying attention to like all the AEW wrestlers that are saying like, oh, they're not renewing my contract and this and that. And a lot of people on Twitter are like, look, see, this is exactly why you got to stop signing people. No. When you look at who is saying their contracts aren't being extended, you're like, oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't really I understand why that. the fuck you were in the company to begin with. Marco Stunt, fucking Joey Janela. Like, these are people that were friends with the Young Bucks, but there was no reason you should put these people on TV. So a lot of the people that are not getting contract extensions or, or re-signing or whatever, and they're just letting them, mm-hmm. uh, they're just letting them run out, good, because they should have never been there. They were there to start out the company. Thank you for your service, but you're not needed because you didn't get over. And you really shouldn't have been in the situation that you were in to begin with, but we gave you a chance, and you failed. So, bounce. Yeah. So yeah, keep uh, signing niggas until you got a real roster. Like keep and and keep not and what what they're doing better than WWE is they're not cutting your contract and telling you to sit at home for 3 months. They're letting you stay home. They're still paying you and they're letting you figure out your next fucking move. That's where AEW is doing better than WWE when it comes to their talent. And I fuck with that. I'm a, yeah, I can't really dispute any of that because the names that you named and some of the other ones that I've seen like um what's this guy leo rush had the problems and shit like that and he's always controversial everywhere he goes then there's marco stunt joey janela joey ryan guys like that that really like also some of them have their own problems or you know shit just little shit so it's like oh i can see it is just i would have him be wary if anything because it's just it can it can go awry very very quickly but uh, so far, so good. I love AEW. I think it's a really good product. Yeah. Uh, speaking of AEW, your boy is uh, rumored to come in. Yes, sir. So they're, uh, after the couple of vin- uh, vignettes that's been happening with um, Malachi Black and the, you know, his, his little faction that he's setting up, um, one of the biggest rumors is that Buddy Murphy is going to be signing with uh, AEW soon and debuting very soon. So I think that um, he is a good fit for them. I think um, I know Shaq doesn't necessarily, you know, is, he's not necessarily his cup of tea, but um, I do think that if he's in a position where he doesn't speak as much, he's allowed to just play like a darker role. His, um, his wrestling ability and athleticism will speak for itself. Yeah, uh, I they passed on him when he got fired from WWE, and I I completely agree with that idea. The same way they passed on Bray Wyatt, I agree with that as well. I didn't think that either one of those people fit in to what the company is. I think that Buddy Murphy is kind of like a he's trying to be like a cookie cutter indie guy, and that's why Impact liked him, and that's why he went like to Impact. Corporate indie guy. Yeah, basically. Basically, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I think that he tried to like Yeah, they passed on Bray Wyatt. They they passed on Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um 
Yeah, it's a yeah, was there a reason I mean, given? I mean, Tony Khan was basically saying like uh Bray Wyatt's super talented, he's just he doesn't fit into our company, which is true. He doesn't. The fiend shit, like, no. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, the fiend is kind of it's very it's a very corporate monster character. So is he back with uh, WWE? No. I don't he's think doing so, movies. But he, yeah, but he's living a good life. He's looking healthy, so good for him. That's good. Yeah, he's out making. Well, yeah, basically, he's been saying like, "Hey, I just made film this movie. I just filmed this movie." So he's getting paid. He's just not wrestling. Um, Impact wanted him really badly, but he doesn't seem like he wants to go to Impact. He really wants to go to AEW, and they are just not into it. Uh, it also might be because of some of the rumors that came out about why he got fired from WWE. And they said that he he was basically a troublemaker and he was really loud about what he thought was the right way to do certain things and all kinds of shit. And him and Vince got into shouting matches and shit like that. But you also hear those things about like the shield, like the shield will tell you like, yeah, me, like we used to yell at Vince all the time. We used to like, we used to be like, fuck, we might get fired tonight, but he got to know how we feel. Like the shield always said that, but Bray kind of felt like he had it like them and he clearly didn't because they cut his ass and, and the shield is still regarded as like the greatest tag team of all time or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. if you don't got it like that, bro, don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid. I yeah that was though. fucked up. AEW, while we still talk about AEW, I feel like this should be we can end it here. But I love the, the idea of them doing like quarterly pay-per-views that works so well. It I really agree. Does. Like, I we got Punk and MJF on a weekly show, bro. That shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do and I don't, because it's like, yeah, you can you get to completely build up your, your super big-time matches for one pay-per-view, but maybe bi-quarterly would be better, because, like, that's a long time to wait, bro. The reason I disagree with, with you, Yugi, on that is that um, it allows for the the company itself on a base to build because you can tune in to a regular free TV show and watch a five-star fucking match go down between two of the best wrestlers in the world over a title. And that's something that has been locked behind the paywall for, for American wrestling fans for 20 years. So I think it's a it's a fantastic thing to do. Because at the end of the day, the matches that are behind the paywall for them are still going to deliver. They're still going to have all the buildup from all these crazy matches that you've been able to see for free on TV. And you're going to be able to get that payout. But um, I, I do see what you mean. Like, it, it, it's you, you want them to have more of like that. But that's more of like a, like a business quick money grab kind of thing going back to Vince. That's something that Vince would like do, which is how he set up his shit. And now he almost has fans expecting like big companies to be, which I I don't see. I think it's I think this is the best thing for wrestling right now. Just How keep it like this. WWE do their uh, pay per views. Uh, they have pay per views like once every two months, three no, months, so every month. Every oh, month. Look at that. There's twelve papers, sometimes thirteen pay per views a year. Yeah, that's way too fucking saturated. Four is way the four is perfect. Super quarter, that's not too bad. That's a lot compared to what twelve. That's one. That's one every fucking six weeks, bro. I think it's. 
I think it's perfectly fine where it is. I think the reason that people want these pay-per-views is because they want these big, like, extra big production things. Like, that's not what wrestling is about. Like, if you go, like, look at the indie scene during, like, I would say, like, 2013 to 2017, or even earlier than that, like, 2008, 2009 to, like, 2017... The wrestling scene was at its fucking best when you were wrestling with two elite... It had two elite wrestlers in a ring, and it was 50, 60 people around the ring, and they were sitting in the middle of a fucking basketball gym. Like, you had some of the craziest matches where it was just like a sweaty shithole in a terrible fucking ring and fucking half the crowd was drunk but everything was interactive the crowd was lit the matches are great like that's what that's what that's the best way that AEW represents it on a on a large scale like and that's what people love about AEW and keeping it um quarterly um allows that spirit to live on in that sense so do you think that the WWE is catered more to like casual fans and yes. AEW one million percent. Yes, like, that's literally the demographic. Million percent. Well, one that's weird. Percent. That's weird for me then because I'm a casual fan and I like AEW. I just like I like the feeling of a pay per view. You know what so I mean? So then that's that means so that means that WWE is not doing their job, Yugi. <laughs> that's what that means. Like I mean, it's, not, it's, a, it's a combination of a of, of WWE not doing their job and AEW doing a stellar job because they're they're. They're providing content to people like Yugi who are not the biggest of wrestling fans, and they're still keeping them entertained with the shit that they're doing. Yeah. So again, WWE is not doing that job, and AEW is doing both jobs. That's yep. either, fucking impressive. either way. Either way, I'm with it because, like I said, I'm just a casual fan. You know what I mean? And all I wanted was more pay per views. Fucking, I completely understand what y'all are saying. You know what I mean? I'm just speaking from my casual point of view. And but even are you a- missing out? Are you missing out on pay-per-views if you get to no. watch Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson do a fucking 30-minute draw, Hangman and Danielson do a 60-minute draw, and MJF and CM Punk have three fucking finishes in one match in Chicago and CM Punk loses? Like, that's pay-per-view that's quality cool. shit every week on TV leading up to the pay-per-view. And then the pay-per-views exceed that because you've been waiting so long for that pay-per-view, and they know to put the fuck on because they don't got to do a pay-per-view every month. That is Not only it, that, they only they just to add on to that. They also do shit like they'll they'll fucking they'll debut somebody that nobody on the internet's fucking seen. Like coming like they see a lot of leaks and rumors and shit. Here, bro, they'll fucking they'll they'll pull some wild shit and have like Seth Rollins pull up and nobody see it coming. Like I'm not saying that'll happen, but it's like on some shit. Like they they do shit like that. So that's that's what I love about AEW. It's like really like the core of like, it, I would say the best way to describe AEW is like when I watch it, like the inner young wrestling fan in me is like alive again. So yeah. it's like AEW is like backpack rap and WWE is like auto tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can say that. We can say that. <laughs> yeah, WWE is some commercial bullshit that you're tired of hearing. It's that mumble shit. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole conversation about it, buddy. Yugi, what the fuck is going on with Meg Stallion and Tory Lanez, bro? 
Well, they've been going, they've been, all right, all right, all right okay. They've been going back and forth for a while. Fucking, uh, Meg was saying that Tori shot her. I know y'all seen that shit like a long ass time ago. And Tori was like, yo, yeah. suck my dick. I did not. You know what I mean? And he took it to court and mad stuff got quiet for Meg. And then mad shit was leaking, which made it seem like, yo, that this nigga's Tori's really like innocent, innocent. You know what I mean? And like, long story short, like everything kind of fell to the side today when they released the DNA and all that good shit. And Tori didn't even have his hands on the gun. Uh, homegirl did the girl that was with him, some chick named Kelsey that rides with Meg the Stallion all the time. Um, yeah, you know, it's you know, it's the craziest shit is that even before that got proven, um, a couple months ago, I had seen a, a, a video talking about how they released details of the scene and that, uh, the trajectory of the bullet came from where the girl that you mentioned, and the same name was mentioned, Kelsey. The girl mm-hmm. named Kelsey w- was sitting there, and uh, that's the bullet had came from that angle, so it made the most sense. And they were talking about they were drunk, so maybe she had tried to grab the gun and accidentally shot Meg in the foot on some shit. But, um, shot the foot. That was another part. There was no bullet fragments found in her, around her, on her. If anything, it was a rock ricocheted from the bullet and hit her in the heel of her foot, bro. Okay, so I just want to I just want to clarify something. Um when DJ Academics tweeted that about the DNA not found on the weapon, he immediately deleted that shit. And yeah, then Meg the Stallion came out and said that like the case is still ongoing and that's literally not true. Like the court hasn't even started the DNA shit yet. So this is a person that's actually in the fucking case, and she's saying they haven't even collected DNA or 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 tested DNA yet. There's there's a lot of conflicting shit, but the post I was looking at came directly from Tori. I'm not looking at uh, academics post. I don't. I wouldn't put my words behind anything that academics post. I love academics, but you can't believe a word that nigga say. Fucking uh, fuck. I'm going. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm going from Tori's post, and the man's been fucking like standing his ground the entire time and i feel it bro especially if somebody's fucking lying on you and i do agree it's like yes trust black women and all y- yes you know what i mean but like sometimes you got to fucking just go with the facts and the proof you know what i mean like if yeah. if she, if she railroaded that man into losing millions and getting fucking unsigned and, and 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 the shit that that man's been through bro i would sue her for literally every penny she has so yeah, I'm so. trying to I'm trying to understand why he made an apology video after the incident. Then, like, what did he do? That's what I'm confused about. The dude was apologizing vehemently on camera, and then a week later, the whole his whole vibe changed about it, bro. So, like, what, you know did, what did you I do? Think it is? I think um, it was just a corporate thing trying to save face. That's something that niggas do all the time. When bro, you're he was on the verge of tears in that video, Eric. I don't bro, know. Bro, you, you think niggas, bro, niggas sell like that proven. shit. Come on. Not like proven, but you got to be smart about it. Like, it, it was definitely a corporate thing, bro. And then as soon as they released him from his record label, he started talking his talk. Like, yo, now I can actually say some shit. I'm going to tell y'all what the fuck is going on. I'm fucking innocent. I ain't done none of this shit. As soon as the fucking stuff come back, I'm going to make my money back, blah, 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 blah. But I just think I just think it's super fucked up, if, especially if she lied on him willingly and knowingly. You know what I mean? Like, how can you do that to somebody's career? You don't know if this nigga got kids. You don't know the people that him as a megastar feeds. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know if he has 
family signed, not like signed, but like working for him. You don't know none of that, man. You just know that this is a nigga you're mad at for some reason. I'm going to say this. I'm not Uh, going to take a side. Everybody has taken a side on this. I'm literally not taking a side because I don't necessarily here waiting. But if what this shit's saying right now is true, then it's fucked up, bro. I don't trust Tory Lanez and I don't trust Meg. I don't trust either one of them, but I'm also not about to say that I trust one more than the other because in this, like I wasn't there. I honestly don't really give a fuck about this situation, but I will give a fuck if it turns out that he did shoot her. And I will give a fuck if it turns out that she's trying to lie on him just to get him buried. I feel like either way it's fucked. And that other person is a piece of shit. Either fucking. That's how I feel about it, bro. My bottom line is if she's lying on him, and using like the black woman movement and whatever movements and everything she's using against him just to fuck his money up willingly and knowing that he did not shoot her around her or near her. You know what I mean? And that's fucked up. I seen him post a cryptic message one day ago, which says, uh, and this is pertaining to Yugi actually talking about suing. It says, uh, from Tory Lanez directly, it says, smiling for a little reason. They lied for a little season, but the time's coming. They gonna owe me back for all the meals eating. So, My man, I'm about to get paid, bruh. He's about so, to get paid. Um, I'm, <laughs> so what I'm, what, I'm not gonna read too far into this, but off of, you know, him posting directly, you know, case shit that the thing that he's innocent there's no dna uh meg saying that there's still nothing happening him posting this talking about he, they gonna owe me i'm guessing that you know I, I think that meg is probably trying to put off a little bit that you know everything is still good but she she probably already knows what's up getting shaky in that courtroom bro i i and think it, that's it, what's happening i think she's probably looking at it she, from the outside yeah and i think with see. Not clearly, but you can kind of see what's happening, bro. Like that, it, it really looks. I'm, I'm not gonna be like you can see, you know what I mean. But it really looks like she's railroading this man, which is fucked yeah. up. So, with that being said, it's like I think the truth is gonna come out very, very soon, sooner than we think. And when it does drop, it's it's gonna ruin somebody's career, and it's gonna ruin somebody's career badly. And um, maybe it won't be a long-term thing because I definitely know that at the end of the day, let's be realistic. Um, even though she would deserve to be canceled for it, she's not like, it's just not going to happen that, you know, the way people are, they're selective with who they cancel. They would have been quick to cancel Tory Lanez if he was guilty though. But we, um, it's going to fuck up a lot of her deals. It's going to fuck up a lot of the support. She's going to be be in the same situation that future was in with Rocco a little while ago. When he dropped those two albums back to back, he didn't make any money. Mm -hmm. All all he made was uh, touring money off of them. They went directly to Rocco. So I don't know if that's going to hurt her. Yeah. Uh, Unless they can prove that she lied. Like, listen, 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 unless they can prove that she lied, because just because the the DNA didn't come back and like the court, the case might get thrown out or or Tori might get some kind of something from her that doesn't necessarily cancel her. Right. Unless they can prove that she lied, like somebody had like a recording or 
that would get her canceled. But you would have to work extra hard. No, no, I'm just saying that's what y'all that's what y'all were saying. And all I'm all I'm saying is I don't believe that it's that simple. I don't believe Tori winning in this situation is enough to cancel deals for her or get her in any kind of trouble. And in this case, would flip directly into a defamation case. Mm. Interesting. One hundred percent. Because at the end of the day, it's it's not like he wasn't taking the court for the thing, for for the situation. So with that being said, it, it, that is a, a form of defamation, and it, it, it technically that, is a form of like she, her social media, bro. Yeah, she put she technically put blame on him. She put blame on the man by doing that. So that that can be a form of her saying like I bet. So you sitting here talking about I shot you, that you lying on me. That's a, you could sit here and say that that's straight up a lie and, and call that. But that, well, that yeah, be but I mean that's a defamation case. That's a co- so like shit. Shit getting passed through court doesn't mean that shit equals like what actually happened, right? So if he gets no, found out, yeah, yeah, that's that's my whole point. Like she not about to she not about to not eat if if she's fucked over. But if Tory is the one that gets fucked over in this and it, and she can prove that this nigga shot me, he's not eating for a little while. That's that's the difference I'm saying here. No, that's exactly no, what I meant I, by this. She's not going to get canceled. I, I don't. I'm not worried about the cancel thing because people are going to back her no matter what. She's a gorgeous mm-hmm. black woman, smart, educated, all that good stuff. But music wise, she's going to be a liability, bro. That like even if she let's take a random arbitrary number like two million. Let's say fucking Tory gets two million out of a lawsuit. It's going to be way more, bro. Believe me, it's going to be way more. But we're just taking an arbitrary number, two milli, off of a lawsuit. The easiest way for her to pay it back would be through record labels, bro. There's no way she's not she's not going to pay him out of pocket. I don't know if y'all realize the numbers, but Meg don't put up numbers like that. It would take her four, let's say three to four albums to put up enough numbers to pay, uh, what's his name, Tori, back through fucking back pay and shit like that. Just the same way that fucking Future, somebody who does put up big numbers, when he lost a lawsuit, I don't know what the number was, but I can guarantee you it was over fucking two million. It took him two whole albums of slaps. And I don't mean fucking bullshit slaps. I mean slaps. You know what I mean? To make that money back. To get back in his own record deal. That's how record labels work, bro. They're not going to let you be the liability. They're going to come in there. They're going to get you the lawyers. They're going to be like, hey, this is what you're going to do to pay them back. We're going to pay him. You know what I mean? But you're going to be stuck in this fucking contract for a lot longer. You know what I mean? And I don't think any record label is going to be willing to do that right now. Uh, <laughs> is the queen dead? <laughs> Hollywood Unlocked, bro. How can, how can Hollywood Unlocked be the first person, the first news publication? Can we call it that? I don't know. The first news publication to break a story and go, our source is at the palace, bro. First of all, when the queen dies, there's like the most elaborate plan in the world to announce it. They're about to have like a festival. And it's like some wild shit they have planned. So they're not about to tell that to Hollywood Unlocked, a fucking Instagram news reporting website, bro. Until I see it from a TMZ, a CNN, like, bro, those are the fuckers that are going to get it first. Not only that, but the palace is going to announce that. She might be dead. She might be dead. But Hollywood Unlocked is not about to find that out first, bro. I just refuse to believe that shit. If they and if they broke that and it was a lie, that's it for them, bro. They're done. They're done. 
But if they yeah, do break right. it, if they if they were to break it, they're the new black TMZ. So you think so? Yeah, I do. I think they would get blackballed from every fucking media outlet on earth if they were right. Right or wrong, I think they're toast. I think if they're wrong, then they're toast. I think if they're right, they're the black TMZ. Do you think she's dead? Uh, yeah. Why? I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know. When sometimes when I be like, <laughs> look, when I see like the little the dead rumors or whatever, I believe it every time. I just I don't know why. I'd be like, damn, I can't believe Ruben Stutter died on Thanksgiving ten times in a row. Didn't she catch COVID a little while ago? Yeah, yeah, but like if she was vaccinated, then like nigga, who cares? Like, why is that still a headline nowadays? Ain't she like ninety five? Yeah, something she's like that. old. She's up there. She's but at the same not. time, like uh I, I don't wish death on nobody, but I got a smooth feeling that she's out of here, bro. Mm, you think God packed her up, bro? I think, I think they snatched her right on up, dog. And I think they're just waiting for a time to announce it. Yeah. That would be weird. They'd be like, yeah, the queen died a couple months ago, y'all. Uh, let's party. That would be but who, who gets like the leadership now? I don't know nothing about that shit, bro. I'm not even going to front you. Uh, did homegirl become a princess? The black girl? No, no. They blackballed her right the fuck up out of there. She don't even oh. live in the castle later. Yeah, I don't think they have a. I don't think they have a new queen. <laughs> uh, I think they just like have a queen. A king. Both pedals or some shit like. Whoa, what? Yeah, one of them niggas isn't is like. What's one of those countries you can't get extradited from? Where's uh, where did where did Reverend Run go? Or not Reverend Run? The other one, Bali. What? I don't know yeah, nothing about this. You can't get, yeah, you can't get extradited from fucking Bali, so he's there. Interesting. I've never heard anything about them being pedophiles, especially since they all they got kids. But one of them niggas is in Bali, bro. I can't remember who. Give me two seconds. I really want to know. I don't want to say this wrong. <laughs> uh, while you look that up, bro, are we about to have World War Three? Is this about to happen? Is America about to stick? So. Is America about to stick their fucking nose in somebody else's business again, bro? Why can't America just like watch? Why can't we just be like, damn, that's crazy over there. That's like, why, why, why you gotta deploy people's cousins and brothers and sisters and shit to go over there, bro? Fucking president just said some shit uh, the other day, like, yeah, we're gonna have to raise our fucking prices to a bunch of shit, and that's the price of freedom. So I feel like fucking gas is about to go way, way through the roof. And I think we're being hit with a bunch of tariffs because they're assholes over there and whatever, whatever we're doing is fucking pissing them off. And yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope we don't go to war. I would love for like my daughter to like become an adult and not have to deal with her country going to war. Because like we had to deal with that shit our entire lives. Like our entire lives, our country was at war. We're, Bro, we're there's only um, been a there's only been sorry to cut you off there's only been a period of maybe about 40 years where this country hasn't been at war this country has total built yeah yeah nigga wow this country has been built on war everything in this country is about war and that's why that's all war wars make money bro 
at the yeah. end of the day because that's what it's about. You know, and, and that's that's all it's about for them that's and and that's all they care about so it's like i'm not a big political guy i just know how shit works and i i i read between the lines and i do do my research on shit i just don't stand left or right i'm just all about like man I, if i had my choice i'd fucking live away from people as long as i had internet <laughs> i'd be fine Mm-hmm. All right, just to clear myself up from earlier, it's Prince Andrew that's hiding in Bali over some sexual misconduct allegations. Also, it's Russell Simmons. So, yeah, that's where people go when they're in some shit. They can't get extradited from Bali. Oh, Prince Andrew is the old boy that was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, right? The yeah, dude yeah, that can't sweat nasty. yet. Nasty. Yeah, he ain't no fucking prince. He's just an old-ass nigga, bro. He ain't call him a prince. Bro, he like, he's, he's a royal, though, ain't he? Yeah, no, he is, but like you know, they didn't make him a king. Like that's about it. <laughs> they just didn't make him a king. Fuck that dude. Well, him, him and Russell Simmons is out there hanging out, bro. Yeah, they were Sick all up. on Epstein's plane, bro. I'm waiting on Chris Tucker to go out there with them, bro. When that little black book got leaked, the names and that shit was crazy, man. It was I never saw the names on it, bro. When, name some of them. Chris Tucker, fucking um, uh, Chris Cuomo. His brother, the other Kumo, uh, fucking, I think Russell Simmons was on that shit. They had a bunch of, like, old-ass, like, rock legends on there, bro. Like, Mick Jagger like a, and a, shit. Black Book? Is this what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All, like, Jeffrey Epstein, every time somebody came to his island to fuck kids, he put them in a book. Like, he wrote their names down <clears throat> in a book. Yeah. And, and everybody that got on his plane to go to the island, if he flew them there, they were also put in the book. Bill Clinton's name is in there, and he flew. Oh, Bill Gates! Picture of Bill Clinton in the dress that was on his island. Yeah, Bill Gates was uh, in the book. Uh, It's so many rich, famous people. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks is in that. But that shit was crazy. Uh, I remember when um, they found what's the what's Captain America's name? Chris Hemsworth? No, not a store. What's that man's Chris Evans? When they put when they saw Chris Evans' name in the book, Twitter went crazy. But it wasn't him. It was a Chris Evans uh, that's like a UK TV host, and everybody knew he was a pedophile already. Anyway, okay, like that book is crazy. The names in that shit had my jaw on the floor, bro. It's wild. But I yeah. never followed up with that shit too much. I was looking at the fucking. I look. I followed it a little bit, but I mainly followed it for like the funnies, like homegirl drawing to other homegirl at the trial. See, look, <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. They, they they distract you with all kinds of shit, bro. All kinds of different things will pop up, and they're like, "Ooh, let's move media's attention away from all of these people being pedophiles." You know, that's it's fucked up, man. There was a rumor that that's how, like, that's that shit that happened to Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was like, he didn't know he was at one of them parties, and he saw that shit happen, and he basically spoke up, and then they had to clap him because they thought he was going to snitch. But that's a conspiracy theory, so I'm going to shut up. I'll say that's a hell of a conspiracy. I ain't never heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all get a chance to see any episodes of that Kanye documentary? I didn't, but it's on my list of things. I'm waiting until all three are out. I watched one episode. It's only one out. I know, I know. It it it's good, bro. It's like I believe really, it. really, it's really, really, really good. I can't wait to see what they bring with the new episodes. Kanye's mom was fucking dope, bro. I can see how losing her would like fuck up everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, he kind of lost my it, mom. Bro. I fuck up everything too. Yeah, bro. I mean, look, losing my dad, my nigga, that same year, I fucking I lost my mind, bro. I dyed my hair blue. I started drinking and smoking a lot, bro. Like losing your parent is some shit that you never expect, but you know what's gonna happen one day. And then when it happens, yeah. like when you're like still in like your twenties, bro, or like your early thirties, you're like, what the fuck, bro? Like this, I'm supposed to be old with you. Why is this happening? You know? So mm-hmm. I, I I've always understood why Kanye acts the way he does. Like I'm not giving him a pass because uh, at some point you gotta have accountability. But at the same time, I'm not about to condemn this man because his mental health is affected by losing his fucking mother, bro. Like people are heartless. People don't give a shit. Yeah, people don't give a fuck about nothing, bro. Like, that was the main thing I I picked up from that documentary. I've shit on Kanye plenty of times, but, like, I've never really seen any footage of this dude's mom. You know what I mean? Like, ever. Like, I'm not even gonna fry. I've never seen any footage of Kanye's mom. This woman is fucking dope, bro. Like, Yeah. She's the reason he is where he is, bro. She was a great manager. I can't put it into words how dope this woman is, bro. Like, she's the fucking highlight of the entire show well that first episode you know what i mean but like she is fucking dope she's fucking there's no way to describe how dope this woman is y'all should just watch it yeah i'm gonna check yeah, it out on my list. i'm gonna check it out when the other two episodes drop me and my girl saw it on netflix and then she was like oh wait it's only one so far and i'm like let's just wait it's only a couple more weeks we can we can wait we'll just watch something else bro peacemaker in it though so we're trying to watch something <laughs> Speaking of waiting, I was waiting on this Horizon Forbidden West thing, but I want to hear you talk about it, Shaq. Bro. Okay, first of all, shout out to PlayStation. Thank you guys for sending uh, Horizon Forbidden West to Good Brother Gaming. We appreciate that shit. Kind of came unexpectedly, too. I didn't realize I had a deal with them. I don't know how to explain that. But uh, when they sent it, I just like... I was like, you know what? I didn't play the first game, but this shit looks incredible, especially on a PS5. I'm always looking to see what my PS5 can do. I'm pretty sure I understand what my Xbox Series X can do uh, graphically or like uh, spec wise. But my PS5, like it always surprises me. And playing that shit, it surprised me again. There was a, there was kind of a thread on Twitter where people were posting like their stream and like their initial reaction to booting up the game and seeing the graphics and I had to put my face on there. I had to join the thread because man, my fucking jaw was on the floor, bro. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. The game is so beautiful. And I wasn't even playing it in the uh, in the, what's it called? The ray tracing mode or whatever. I was playing in performance. But when I switched over to the high high uh, pixel density shit, like the 4K one. Oh, my God. Bro, I just... You remember, like, when we used to watch Pixar movies when we were kids, and we'd be like, damn, I wish video games looked like this. They look better now, bro. They're better than that. That's so wild. Uh, story-wise, I, don't, I didn't know shit about the story. There's, like, a deep lo- uh, lore to it. But hopping into it, I kind of I kind of got the, the gist of things. It's, it's a weird way to go about things having like a a post a post post apocalyptic world where shit is like just coming back together and technology is still around and stuff and man i'm killing like robot dogs and and robot rhinos and and robot giraffes and shit it's it's pretty weird but it's fun i like the puzzle solving elements of it uh that it's basically 
it follows that PlayStation game floor formula where it's a single player game and you got to find puzzles and shit. And then there's like a really deep story and they make you care about the character. It's a, it's a proven formula and I'm glad that they follow it. Um, all in all, I think I've had maybe three or four hours in. I haven't even made it to the Forbidden West yet, like the name of the game. Like I'm still like in the middle of the map, but it's it's been a good game. It's been very good, and I suggest you check it out. I'm excited for when it comes to PC. There's all kinds of stuff I want to do on it when it comes to PC, which is probably in a year because PlayStation has that like that one year exclusivity thing with their uh, PS5 titles. So check that shit which out. Which I hate. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to because I uh, unfortunately don't have a PS5 yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it dropping on PC. Uh, if not, I hopefully get a PS5 before then. But I do know that it's a fucking gorgeous game. Like it is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I fucked with it, bro. It was actually very good. Um, while we talking about gaming, y'all talk. Y'all were talking quick, about Destiny. Quick question. Oh, sorry, damn. I was gonna uh, ask you a question. So, in, in terms of uh, uh, Forbidden West, besides you just doing uh, your review for the game, which you do for a lot of them, do you see yourself putting more time into it? Last night, I was supposed to edit two videos, and I just played it instead. Okay. I wasn't. I didn't do my job yeah, last night. <laughs> yeah, I was putting time in on that shit, bro. Like it was like. It was like 10 p.m. and I was like, "All right, let me finish up these videos so I can drop these." Nah, dog. I booted up Horizon. I just wanted to be in that world again. I don't necessarily like understand a lot of the mechanics on how things work. Like, I feel like yeah. it's a lot of work to put down one fucking robot. It's a lot of work, but um, I like being in that world. It's beautiful. It's vast. I like climbing shit. I like gliding with my little robotic fucking hang glider. It's weird to explain it. It's like a digital hang glider. I don't know how I don't know how it works. It's wild, but it's it's fun. It's nice to explore and like find like little abandoned ruins and shit and then you go in there, you got to move things and stack shit to climb in. It's it's really I like the puzzle solving elements of it. So, my my suggestion it, when you play the game, don't necessarily go for the story. Definitely just Walk around and explore. The world is huge, bro. I don't know if y'all seen the map. It's massive. It's it's big. It's like three GTA Five maps. It's that big. It's pretty. That's big. absolutely ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty big. Well, I'm definitely gonna try it. I, I've been just been waiting. I've been waiting for a lot of games. I'm waiting for uh, Zenith. I'm waiting for a couple of games. I'm still busy playing a couple of games that I'm playing. I've double played a lot of Extraction. The game I've been waiting on for the last uh, two, three years is gonna release in a day. So what's that? That's what oh, Elden Ring. About. Elden Ring, baby. I'm hyped I, for that. That shit has gotten nines and tens exclusively on on review websites. It's wild, bro. I'm I'm sure it's. I bro, I know it. I know they're gonna deliver. We've been waiting forever. Skyrim like and Elder Scrolls and shit like that. It's literally like um. It's open world Dark Souls, basically. It's like open world Dark Souls with Skyrim elements. It's fucking beautiful. They called it like Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, and Dark Souls had a baby. Yep. That's exactly what it looks like to me. And it's fucking gorgeous. It's a big ass game, man. It's not my kind of game, but 
if they were to send it to me, I'd play that shit uh, just because I like open world games. I like exploring and shit. And it looks pretty wild, man. It's it's very Japanese, too. Uh, like, art-wise and shit. Mm-hmm. It's very Japanese. When I tell you I'm going to put in a disgusting amount of time into that game, <laughs> it's going to be... Bro, I'm telling you, it's going to be sweaty. <laughs> hey, you, you be playing Destiny, bro? I let go of Destiny for a while, but I've been watching all of this Witch Queen fucking, like, content, and I think I'm coming back, bro. I've been looking for something to play and to dump some time into a game, like Eric was just saying, and I don't know if y'all have ever really played Destiny like that, but Destiny is one of those kind of games, man, especially if you're behind. And I'm probably, like, a year behind. So mm-hmm. yeah, probably gonna hop back on Destiny, bro. Like they, the Witch Queen thing they have is a bunch of new raids. I don't know if y'all have ever done it. Have y'all ever done a Destiny raid? Uh, no. I never got into Destiny. I played Man. some of the single player shit, and I was not into it, bro. It's multiplayer. It's where that game's really at, man. A uh, Destiny raid is like one of the dopest concepts ever fucking created in video games, man. And I think y'all should like. What is give it, it a shot it's like uh i don't know the exact number for the uh witch queen i think they said it's more people but back when i did it it was like four of you guys you went into let's say a dungeon and at the very bottom of the dungeon there's a boss of course there's a weapon drop but to get to the bottom of the dungeon it's like a series of puzzles that you guys gotta fucking figure out and there's like Normally, when it fucking first drops, they don't give you no hints or nothing, dog. You just got to go in there and thug it out. Like, like after, I think, the what, the second drop, nobody figured out how to do the raid for, like, a week and a half or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, people push just to, find, or just to figure out what they can and be the first to get the raid done. It's usually, like, a good two-week period where nobody gets anything handled. Mm, that sounds crazy. It is. I'm surprised y'all have never played that shit, man. Like, I'm genuinely surprised. Especially y'all. Y'all play first-person shooters, but I guess the sci-fi aspect kind of threw y'all off. I don't see y'all. I'm not an FPS guy. So, like, when it was really hot, I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't into that. I don't, like, I play all forms of games. Like, I don't necessarily have, like, a a restriction. Besides, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, turn-based style jrpgs but that's a very niche but big market uh that's really the only kind of games that i play but um yeah the thing with destiny is that it kind of reminded me of warframe and halo and uh for some i just i'm not at the time like i love halo infinite at the time, I was just never the biggest Halo fan, and then having it be a Halo ripoff, well, made by the same company uh, that initially made Halo, it just didn't float my boat. I'm always willing to give a game another try in terms of, like, you know, this Witch Queen shit, but, um, I, yeah, that's really the initial reason I never got into it. Around the time that Destiny dropped, I was still big into COD, I was still big into fighting games. And I think I was playing Titanfall, which had a very small, very niche, uh, you know, community. It ended up broadening, and a lot of people don't know, turned into Apex. So, yeah. Was was Halo's co-op delayed, bro? Yes. Yes. What? 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 It was supposed to be end of February. And I think it's... No, 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 no. It was supposed to drop in summer. 
No, 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 no. It was like end of February, March, and I yeah, think it was. I'm pretty. Now, yeah, I remember. Like, I I distinctly remember. Co-op is dropping in summer, and Forge is dropping in uh in around Christmas. They said that I think months that's ago. That's the pushback, bro. I think they said co-op was in February, and we're the time is ticking on that one. We're at the last days of February, bro. I mean, it's not happening for sure. Like, let, let me let me look this up. But last time I checked, like I, I used to watch all the interviews and shit for it. They said that shit was dropping in summertime. So. Halo. They're talking about oh. May. Uh, oh wow! Somebody found a co-op co-paint campaign glitch to actually play it early. Yeah. I've seen that, but it wipes your account. It wiped what? Yep. Oh my god! That sounds so. That sounds genuinely horrible. Imagine you're like, "Ha ha! I got you," and they're like, "Nah, I got you, nigga." They're That's playing hardball. Niggas is not playing. Yeah, I can't find uh, it. I'm not turning off my ad block so they they can go fuck themselves. But um, yeah, last I checked, that shit was dropping in summertime. But if you say it was dropping in February, then that's actually pretty sad. Very sad considering how good that game is. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they got a good Halo. They haven't had a good Halo in a long fucking time. So good for them, man. They shouldn't have rushed it, man. I understand the rush. You got to get something out there. You have a real good product, but fucking finish it. Yeah. Okay. So we're at the point where we need to talk about some MMA, bro. Like what? Bobby Green and Islam. Well, how do y'all feel about this fight? Fucking gangster. Like I mean, at the end, Bobby Green is like I got mixed feelings about the man's because I love him when it comes to fighting. I don't know how I feel about him when it comes to him outside of the cage. But um, what he's doing and stepping up against Islam after just finishing uh, after just finishing a fight a couple weeks ago is fucking it's gangster. Uh, that's all I can say. Word. I'm not an Islam fan, bro. Like I I don't get the hype. The dude's fucking. I get the hype. I, 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 I don't understand it. I'm I'm he's with Yugi on that. Bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Yugi on that. I don't. Not get, he's not Khabib. Yeah, he's not Khabib. He's not as impressive as Khabib has been. He doesn't. He he's fucking very hesitant to strike. Khabib don't give a fuck. I'll strike with you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, I'm not. I I'm not like a Bobby Green fan either. Like I, I like him. I love his fight style, hands down, throwing them things. I like it. You know what I mean? But I I don't. If I if I had to really make a pick on this one, I would side with Green, bro. That fucking dude, Makhchev can't strike at all. Yeah, I mean, and Bobby Green is actually gonna, a high school wrestler, so, so you know he's not going to be able to. I don't think he's going to be able to stop Islam's wrestling, but I think Bobby Green will box Islam's face off. That's that's one thing I definitely do think is uh, is a possibility. So, I mean, Islam does have the one knockout um, over you know the goat Galician T Val, um, so. It's you know I Islam mean, also has one knockout on his L's. <laughs> so, that's also true. He is oh, not Khabib. I forgot who it was. It was some dude that dropped down from welterweight and weight bullied him and KO'd his ass flat. I think it was Islam's what? debut. I think he did lose on his debut. He hasn't lost since. He got KO'd well, in his debut. And his debut, and, and yeah, he's been good. But personally, when it comes to this fight, I feel like 
Bobby Green can box his face off, but Bobby Green couldn't even knock out Nasrat, bro. I don't think he's knocking out Islam. I, I, I just I don't. don't. Think he's Islam either. Yeah. Oh, wasn't the his way he... was his second match. Second okay, match. his second fight. So like, and I don't think. I don't think that he can he can knock out Islam. But it, like I said, like you know, anything is possible. He could totally knock him out, and I would I would eat those words gladly. Um, I think that. When it comes to uh, a really great striker fighting one of these Dagestani guys, we can all say, oh, yeah, this guy's going to box his face off. But then when it actually comes down to it and they're afraid to get taken down, it don't fucking matter. I think that's what that's what really, like, helps them in these fights. They beat guys mentally before the fight even starts, bro. Dudes are like, well, you know what? I got taken down. That's pretty much it. And then they give up. But if you're fighting, like, this motherfucker, not, he can't take me down because I'm going to knock him the fuck out if he tries. Nobody really takes that approach. Even Justin Gaethje when he fought Khabib, bro. My guy was fighting with his ass out the whole time. Like, he's bent over, ready to throw punches from that angle. And he couldn't, he hit Khabib with some good shit, but not his full power, bro. If he would have yeah. actually stood upright and threw with full power at Khabib, the way he was landing and Khabib had, like, a hurt foot or some shit, Khabib wouldn't have had any fucking movement there. If he actually just would have knocked him the fuck, like, you know, had some confidence about himself, he could have knocked him out, in my opinion. But whatever, bro. I don't think Bobby mm. Green has, uh, I give him a 45% chance. I don't even give that, bro. I don't. I don't. I'm Like I said, I'm not a fan of Pharrell, either one of these dudes. But just, you know, wrestling kind of dominates the fucking sport right now. Uh, I want to give it to Bobby Green. I really do, just cause fucking I don't I don't want Islam to fucking move any further, and and I don't want Islam to get a title shot off of beating Bobby Green. Yeah, that, that's one of my biggest problems with this fight is that that's what's gonna happen. When I said this yeah. on Twitter, everybody everybody tried to take a bite out of my ass for saying that, right? But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Why is it that Islam they, and 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 I already know that reason. I'm gonna follow up on that. Why is it that Islam would get a title shot off of beating Bobby Green, but Bobby Green would not get a title shot off of beating Islam, right? So that should tell you something. So if Kamaru Usman, I'm sorry, if Kobe Covington is number two or number three even, and Kobe Covington gets beaten by Michael Chiesa, Michael Chiesa should get a fucking title shot. Kobe Covington would definitely get a title shot off of beating Michael Chiesa, right? So why is it that Bobby Green stepping in, being a fucking a gangster in this situation, saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to cut weight twice. I'm going to fight the hardest fight that they tell, well, the fight that they tell me is the hardest fight in the division. I'm going to take this shit. Why wouldn't he get a title shot off of that? I, can't, I think that kind of proves the point that Islam hasn't beaten anybody, bro. He really should not be getting a title shot off of this. Now, if he beat Benny, then I'd be like, mm, okay, I don't think Benny should have been where he is, but you know what? Benny beat Tony Ferguson. He is where he is. Fine. But you're not about to beat Bobby Green in my book and <laughs> didn't get a title shot. Just like exactly. Bobby Green shouldn't get a title shot for beating him, bro. That yeah. and the fight changed. So just change the fucking circumstances. Everybody will know what it is. You can't just force feed this man a title shot from beating Bobby Green, yo. That's exactly. ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that beating Bobby Green is uh, title shot worthy at any point. I do think that uh, Bobby Green winning puts him probably one win away from getting a title shot, though. Um, and I say that because Islam does have the 21 and one hype. He does have the the Khabib's, you know, little brother hype. 
Um, but if he can get past um, Islam somehow, that is Bobby. If he can get past Islam somehow by knocking him out and stopping the takedowns or somehow getting it to decision, which if I, if it goes to decision, Islam is going to win that fucking fight. But um, I, if he can do it, give him one more bout and, and give him the title shot. Fuck it. We're living in 2022. Let's make it happen. I feel like the one more bout thing should go both ways. I feel like Islam and Benny need to run it back after if Islam wins this fight. Uh, I think the winner should fight Benio ben- Dariush for a title shot. Period. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I think um, him running it back if he beats Bobby is a given because him beating Bobby isn't worthy of getting a title shot in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is a couple of extra good fights on this fucking card when you really look at it. They got Alejandro Perez versus fucking Jonathan or Jonathan Martinez. Yeah, uh, they do. They have um, Zhu Rong, which is not a biggest name, but I've seen some of his bouts, and he is a fucking banger. And he's fighting Ignacio Bahamundes, which is that uh, his, which is that Spanish guy, or something. So spinning back kick. Yep. Yeah. And caught that that comeback. Um, they got Junior Frey versus Hannah Goldie. I don't know if y'all pay attention to the ladies like that, but that's mm-hmm. yeah. Junior Frey is Junior Frey is mad old. I don't know why she hasn't yeah. retired yet, bro. Like, Hannah, Hannah Goldie's Goldie about to beat the game. shit out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, they got Terrence McCooney against Ferris Zim. Terrence what? Terrence what now? <laughs> Did you say Turbo Coon? Turbo Coon. Turbo Coon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. he might like Zim up though. He might like Zim oh, up. Oh shit! Brahimaj is fighting. Let's I'm go. Listen, let's, let's be honest. I, I I fucking I do not like Terrence McKinney at all. Like yeah. in the, I was probably one of the first people on Twitter to fucking just call him corny. I don't like his personality. His whole personality is the fact that he used to be a druggie and died twice overdosing on weed somehow. It um, wasn't weed. It was shrooms, bro. He right. OD'd on shrooms, bro. Yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. You gotta be the OD on shrooms, bro. He has to eat, like, double his fucking body weight to OD on shrooms. But anyways, yeah. like, I, with all of that being said, he is a talented fucking fighter. Yes. Um, He is an extremely talented fighter, and I do enjoy watching him compete. Other than that, I don't like a fucking thing about him. Who do you think okay, was that, that fight between him and Frazim? I think he probably put Zim in a box. Zim trains in France, you know what I mean? And he's on a nice little streak, but he's fought a bunch of nobodies when you really look at it, dog. Like, they're probably going to use this. This is going to be the fight or the the... the the stock boosting fight for McKinney. Yeah, you know what this I mean? is a builder. This is a stock the builder only, fight. The only really notable wins that um, fucking Farazim has is Luigi Ventramini. I think that's the guy who took on fucking Sean O'Malley, I think. Or was it Patty? Oh. It, it was, it was Patty, yeah. He, he, he beat the dude that lost to Patty, and then he beat Jamie Malarkey. I don't. Okay. All I know is fucking uh, Wellington Terman is fighting Misha Serkinov, and Misha's about to retire, bro. It's a, it's a wrap for him, dog. Why yeah, you say that? 
Mm, I mean, Dog, that is that is that is Wellington Terman, bro. He's about to eat this man, bro. Misha Serkinov well, is I, washed. I'll go crazy for about forty seconds, and then he's gonna be tired. That's all he, he needs. That's all. That's all Johnny Walker needed to knock Misha the fuck out. That is I mean, very true. Yeah, I mean, that's Misha all I'm saying. Is old, Misha's old, bro. But Misha does have a tendency to stick around and make motherfuckers tired. He's very good at doing that's that. That's true. He will pull that clover on your ass, boy. He's got a so, bad habit of fucking spiking a fucking a good prospect on his ass every now and then, like how he did fucking Jimmy Crute with that Peruvian. Yeah, yep. But that's just light heavyweight, bro. The old guys beat the young guys all the time. I just, I don't get that, but... Yeah, it, it is. It's weird. It's just experience there, bro. I saw it really being fucking light heavyweight. Yeah, look at fucking Anthony Smith, bro. The way he did Jimmy Crute. Oh, why, damn, Jimmy Crute. Let me stop, bro. Let me leave him alone, bro. Facts. Speaking of people doing wrong, we didn't have this, but I, I do want to speak on it just a bit because I do think um, Jamal Hill's uh, correct in doing this. Yeah, I, I, I do think he's really right in doing this, and that's for calling out a lot of these fucking people who are who are DMing Johnny Walker and are constantly like flooding his page and ridiculing him and you know doing the the meme. Like at first, everybody makes memes of fighters. Yeah, we laugh, okay, but then it should be fucking over. There should be no point in time where you go into this person's personal life and you start attacking them for a sport that they do for your entertainment. Nine times out of ten, you're not fucking paying for it, and they're 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 doing so they're so much better for their lives than you are, and they're doing it for your entertainment. They don't have to do this shit. So I I think it's extremely fucked up for people to go out of their way to harass this guy. I completely agree. I just think that there's you know me i'm kind of chaotic bro there's a whole lot of humor in jamal hill being the one to say that bro it's like dog you you just stretched this nigga out what, what are you talking about man like, yeah but it, it, it's like i i understand where he's coming from because it's like a principal thing it's like like it, it's a job at the end of the day like he's lost he knows what it feels like to have niggas come at him in that kind of way and you know like it's not a it's not a cool thing to do when like kicking somebody when they're down, especially like when you're you're th- you're fucking you're a vulnerable ass person. Like you're a nobody. Like if you're sitting here doing that to somebody, especially after they get knocked out and just like trying to have their life be the worst that they can, like you're miserable. You have to be a miserable person. Like you cannot like yourself. And that's why you gotta ignore those people, bro. Are they worth the effort? Are they worth the time? Of course they're not, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, not everybody has that mindset to do that. And some people, even with the strongest will, just like, bro, if that's your entire life, if people like, you know, nowadays people can find information on you on simple shit, bro. Started for all oh, the fucking loser is staying at this whole, you're like, you know how motherfuckers are, bro. Niggas do stupid ass shit on the internet. So it's yeah. like, you, you, you just like, it, there's no point to it. Yeah, I think this all started because of ESPN. Y'all remember when we were watching the fights and I went to Twitter and I was like, yo, go look at ESPN's Twitter right now. They posted Johnny Walker laid out, bro. That picture that they, like, they didn't have to post. They they never post stuff like that, ever. And that opened the floodgates. They're like, damn, if if your own company dogging you like this, bro, 
let's just hop on, bro. That's that's what people do on the internet. They dogpile, bro. So if your own company is posting pictures of you flatlined, laid up against the fence, looking like you just got the the the, the gluck gluck, bro. It's just gonna happen. And also, shout out to Jamal Hill for doing what Paul Craig wouldn't do. When Jamal Hill lost to Paul Craig, they were sending him monkey memes and and memes of his arm being broken and calling him a porch monkey and a jigaboo, all that stuff. They were saying fucked up shit. And Paul Craig saw these things because he was also tagged in these tweets. And he didn't do nothing. He did nothing about it. And that's when I I basically figured out Paul Craig is probably a racist. I, I don't I can't prove that, but the fact that you see your fans, your literal fans, they got the I, the Scottish flag and everything up. When you see them saying these things, you don't do nothing about it. Nah, fuck that. And I'm mad at Jamal Hill was so buddy buddy with him after the fight because I think it's bullshit, bro. It wouldn't be that if uh, Jamal Hill had knocked him out super quickly. So, fuck that. But good on Jamal Hill for learning from that and realizing, you know what, I'm not gonna be like Paul Craig, and I'm actually gonna make sure my fans don't act like that. Respect to him. It, it, it's good on him, and it's dope. I just think people giving these fucking troll motherfuckers attention is, is what makes the problem worse, bro. Ignore these niggas, man. These niggas is losers, dog. Uh, anybody who does that and participates in that type of shit is a fucking loser because I guarantee you they won't step in the ring with a person or in the cage with a person that they're fucking slandering online. You know what I mean? They won't. They just Very won't. True. And that's exactly that. what I... It's, it's just stupid shit, man. 